You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team every single day, Monday to Friday. I am the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the Locked On Cardinals podcast, Lucas Smith. Happy Wednesday, everybody, August the 11th of 2021. We have a dominating, and I mean a dominating, St. Louis Cardinal win to talk about as they beat the Pittsburgh Pirates 4-1 on Tuesday's game. And it was, like I mentioned, dominating from the first pitch to the last for the St. Louis Cardinals. We are brought to you in part today by Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our locked on rooms. Once again, happy Wednesday, everybody. We are going to break down what happened yesterday in the Cardinal Pirate game as the Pirates fall to 41 and 72 and the Cardinals increase to 56 and 56 back to 500. J.A. Happ with a stellar performance and the offense does just enough to seal the victory. And the Cardinals are once again at 500 as they continue to go back and forth. We're going to get into all of it. We're going to start with the pitching because you know how much I love some pitching. But before that, I want to tell you to follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals to stay locked on to the Cardinals each and every day. And be sure to subscribe to the YouTube page. They uh, might not be able to search it. There's no content up there yet, but you can head hit the link tree in any of the bios of the social media accounts that I just mentioned to subscribe um, starting Friday. Shows will also be posted to the YouTube account for another way to consume the content. So looking forward for that debut on Friday. Let's get into the ball game. J.A. Happ, six innings, one hit. That was a home run by Park of the Pittsburgh Pirates, their leadoff hitter. It was the only hit, uh, not only that J.A. Happ gave up, but the only hit that the Cardinals gave up, a home run to Hoy Park. Um, but other than that, two walks for Happ, five punch outs. He is Cardinal. ERA is now at a whopping 2.45 in the two starts that he has made with the birds on the bat. Say what you will about the trade, and I'll get into that in in just a little bit. But J.A. Happ has been an absolute success for the St. Louis Cardinals as he he, he pitched pretty well in his first start as a Cardinal and pitches extremely well here in his second start as his Cardinal ERA sits now at 2.45 in 11 innings, 6 hits, 9 strikeouts, and what is the most impressive feat to me, no walks in those 11 innings. That is something, not only was he brought in here to eat some innings and give the Cardinals a chance to win each and every night out, but... He was brought in to not walk anybody and throw strikes. That is exactly, and I mean exactly, what he has done in a Cardinal uniform. Because that is something that the Cardinals have struggled with this year, both out of the bullpen and in the uh, starting rotation. But nevertheless, J.A. Happ has seemed to fix that issue and not walked a man in his 11 innings of work. Behind him, the bullpen was stellar. Wayne Helsley looked sharp for two batters, then issued a four-pitch walk, bringing in Genesis Cabrera, who looked sharp in an inning and a third of perfect baseball. And then Alex Reyes pitches a perfect ninth, striking out one batter, and he picks up save number 26 on the season. And this is the recipe for success for the St. Louis Cardinals. J.A. Happ, or in 
in this case, Jay Happ, but in any case, the starter pitching well deep into the game, bullpen locking it down, offense doing its job. You'd like to see the Cardinals offense get a little bit more than just four runs. Stephen Brault does impress a little bit over his five innings of work for, for the Pittsburgh Pirates. But nevertheless, we'll get into the offense in segment number two. J.A. Happ has been exactly what the doctor ordered for the St. Louis Cardinals. And yes, you would have liked to see the Cardinals, well, first of all, be better early in the season to be closer to a playoff push and then maybe even make more playoff-minded moves at the trade deadline. And you can argue that you, the Cardinals should not, not have given up. Evan Sisk, who's a prospect that gave up in that deal, who had solid numbers at the minor league level, and John Gant, who was controllable for a number of uh, more years, Yes, you can argue that. However, I would I would argue that I would much rather, since the Cardinals are not in a position for a playoff push, I would much rather have Johan Oviedo and Jake Woodford in the minors developing and have J.A. Happ, John Lester, Oway LeBlanc make these starts, and that way the minor leaguers can continue to develop at the minor league level where they belong. Because I think if 2020, if COVID did not happen in 2020, you would not have seen Johan Oviedo at the major league. Le- Johan Oviedo, excuse me, at the major league level. I truly, truly believe that. But nevertheless, one thing that we can all agree on, no matter how, what you feel about the trade, J.A. Happ was dominant last night. He was in control. He, he only threw 86 pitches, 53 for strikes. Once again, a strike machine. That helps everybody. It helps your defense. It helps the game move along. It helps people watching. helps you as a pitcher first and foremost. Everybody is happier, except for maybe the, the opposing offense, but everybody is happier when you're throwing strikes on the mound, and that's what J.A. Happ has been able to do as a St. Louis Cardinal. And what's so funny about his start that he made yesterday he won hit the Pittsburgh Pirates. And again, this might not be that impressive of a feat considering it is the Pittsburgh Pirates. However, this is not the first time J.A. Happ has won hit the Pittsburgh Pirates. The only other time that he has pitched this year and given up just one hit came against these Pittsburgh Pirates all the way back in April. April the 23rd, he went seven and a third, one hit the Pittsburgh Pirates, walked two, struck out three. That was in Minnesota as a member of the Minnesota Twins. And a part of a really good April that he had, he had a 196 ERA in the month of April in 23 starts, or not 23, 23 innings, and he went 2-0 and in that month since since April, though, he has just been absolutely abysmal up until these last two starts. Absolutely dominating win for J.A. Happ and the St. Louis Cardinals because behind him, you saw the positives of the bullpen. Like I said, Helsey Cabrera-Rea shutting the door in the 7th, 8th, and ninth innings. This is... The Cardinal. This is Cardinal baseball at its best, especially in 2021. This team might be a right at 500 team. They might finish with a little bit of an above 500 record because of the the schedule they have coming up and for the rest, the remainder of this season. But regardless, this team, even last year, which was a playoff team with with the expanded playoffs. When this team pitches well, they win. It's a cliche. It's, it's something that I say a lot. It, it sounds obvious, but it, it, it stands to reason. It is true that this team has a knack for pitching well when it needs to pitch well, uh, or it has a knack for winning when it pitches well for the most part. And when they don't pitch well, whether it's a starter or a bullpen, we've seen Johan Oviedo pitch an incredible game against Chicago Cubs for the bullpen to blow up. We've seen Wade LeBlanc and even John Lester get blown up, and the Cardinals not winning games. KK Kim got blown up, and he didn't, and they didn't win those games. This team needs solid starting pitching to win, and they got dominant starting pitching on Tuesday night. 
and I don't care that it was against the 41-72 and 72 Pittsburgh Pirates. This is still a major league team. <laughs> at least they're playing in the major leagues, and it, it still requires at least some amount of talent to win. And the Cardinals now sit, as, as we record, they sit 10.5 back at first place as the Cubs and Brewers are still playing in Game 2 of, uh, of their doubleheader. They continue to have rain issues up on the north side of Chicago. Cardinals sit eight games back of the wild card, but again, some some wild card teams still in action, being the Dodgers and Padres, uh, still in action tonight as I record this late Tuesday night. But nevertheless, the Cardinals still seem too far on the outside looking in and when it comes to the playoff race, yeah, because you still, not only are they eight games out, but you've got the Mets, the Braves, the Reds, all ahead of the St. Louis Cardinals um, that seem to be not only closer in, in range, but also just better overall team and, and in a better spot to make a postseason push. So again, would have liked to see the Cardinals make better trades, absolutely perform better, 100%. But for all all those things considered and where the Cardinals are at, for J.A. Happ to come around and turn in this dazzling, and I mean dazzling start, that's an absolute win, no matter how what way you look at it, especially when you look at the result of the game, which was a 4-1 to win for the St. Louis Cardinals. So my hat is off to Mr. J.A. Happ. My hat is um, off to you, sir. Congratulations on a phenomenal start, and hopefully he can continue to ride that success his next time out on the bump for the St. Louis Cardinals. Offensively, they got some fireworks early um, and s- some insurance in the sixth because of putting the ball in play. Good things happened. Let's break down the offensive performance coming up here in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about our title sponsor today, and that is Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. It is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. You can finally join in the conversation you listen to here every day. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like yourself on Green Room to, for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course reacting to big news or rumors. So go download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me at LJFastball to be notified when my room goes live. I know that you won't want to miss it. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. Tommy Edmond got things rocking and a-rolling in the first inning with a lead-off home run once again from the right side. His seventh home run of the season came on a 2-1 pitch, a changeup that he got the bat head out, center cut, when Tommy Edmond hits right-handed, he hits a lot better. There is little evidence disputing that. There, there's a lot of talk right now, uh, should Tommy Edmond just be a right-handed hitter? And there's a lot of evidence supporting that, or at least a lot of evidence saying that he's a good right-handed hitter against left-handed pitching. Because when you look at his splits, let, let, let's just look at his splits this season, here in 2021, as to how he fares depending on which hand he's, he's batting with. When he is hitting left-handed, which is what he hits most of the time, because most of the time you're going to be facing a right-handed pitcher, as a left-handed batter, or yes, as a left-handed batter, he's got 170 games, 341 at-bats, slash line of 246, 291, 331, OPS of 623. Not very solid numbers. As a right-handed hitter against 
um, as a right-hander overall. He does have two at-bats as a right-handed pitcher against right-handed pitching. But let's just look overall as a right-handed batter, uh, which is against left-handed pitching. 49 games, 91 at-bats. He's hitting 275 and on base with 327, slugging 516, OPS of 843. Six or four of his, I'm sorry, five of his seven home runs have come via the right side of the batter's box. There, there's a lot, at least on the outside looking in, there's a lot of evidence to suggest that he should just scrap left-handed hitting and go from the right side. You have, I, I think we would have to talk to him to see his comfortability with that. Baseball players are creatures of, of habit, creatures of comfort. So maybe there is something of the of, to the point of Edmund maybe won't be super comfortable hitting right-handed 100% of the time because it looks different from a right-handed pitcher versus a left-handed pitcher. Maybe he is so success, successful excuse me, as a right-handed batter because he's facing left-handed pitching. Maybe that's the key, is that he's able to hit from the right side only against lefties. I don't know. But he has success 100% against, uh, as a right-handed batter against left-handed pitching. The stats that I just mentioned showed that. And his power is definitely from the right side. I went to a game earlier this season in which he hit two home runs as a right-handed batter in, in, against the Chicago White Sox. So Tommy Edmond got the got the team rolling early. And then in the second inning, Paul DeYoung hit a home run. Paul DeYoung ended the day just one for three with that home run, struck out once. Great for Paul DeYoung, 100%. That, that's, that's solid. That's great. He has still been struggling mightily. Let's just take a look at the last 15 games. He's 9 for 53. That's a 170 batting average, a 241 on base, and a 302 slugging. Two home runs in those last 15 games, five runs driven in, 17 strikeouts, 10 strikeouts in his last seven games. This includes the game uh, last night on Tuesday. Paul DeYoung is really going to have to start turning it around quickly for me to say, okay, give him another shot in 2022. Because right now, again, credit to him for hitting the home run. Right now, I'm really thinking that the Cardinals are going to need some help at the shortstop position for next season. He just hasn't really cut it this year. Overall, he's hitting 199 with an OPS of 678. Just not going to cut it. Um, however, somebody that, that did have a nice night uh, that, that also got things going early was Edmundo Sosa. He ended up hitting a triple close to being a home run, uh, but gets credited with a triple there. He was two for four, throw in um, a single as well late in the ballgame. I think Sosa could be a really nice bench piece. I think if the Cardinals were able to make some additions to the starting lineup, get a shortstop, get a second baseman, having Tommy Edmond and Edmundo Sosa come off your bench in 2022 could be a really solid team. I know Sosa has made some errors, but Sosa, in my opinion, is a strong defender. He's got a good enough bat that he could stay hot for a week. He'd be a good replacement type player. I think Edmundo Sosa could be really solid. Uh, he could be a solid go-to major league player. I'm not saying he should start. I'm not. Uh, I'm not advocating that he should get the starting job now or in the future. But but there is something to say that I think Edmundo Sosa could help the Cardinals in 2022. And just because the Cardinals do sign a Trevor Story or do go after another shortstop in the trade market, whatever it might be, that does not mean they need to get rid of Edmundo Sosa. Because in all, in all honesty, if, if my choice was they get starting shortstop A, and we're assuming that short, the starting shortstop A is better than Paul DeYoung, let's just say for hypotheticals, and then you have to choose between Paul DeYoung and Edmundo Sosa to keep on your bench. Yeah, Paul DeYoung can carry a team for a week and a half, but on your bench, I don't think you want that streaky of a hitter. 
So I'm going Edmundo Sosa on my bench more than Paul DeYoung. Edmundo Sosa can play a couple more positions than Paul DeYoung. And I just think Edmundo Sosa right now is a little bit more of a solid player than Paul DeYoung. Again, I, I like DeYoung a lot. Person, he's from Antioch, Illinois. Went to Illinois State. That's where I'm from. In Bloomington, Normal, Illinois. Great guy. Nothing bad to say about him personally. I just don't think that right now he's cut out to be a starting major league shortstop. So I would much rather have the Cardinals go after a shortstop in the offseason and keep Sosa, keep Edmundo Sosa on the bench. He is a baseball guy, 100%. I really think I really like what Edmundo Sosa can bring to a club. I think he's got great energy and just a solid ball player as well. So I would much rather the Cardinals keep Sosa, get another shortstop, and, and go from there um, for, for the rest of the offensive improvements. Dylan Carlson continues to, to show some, some promise as he goes three for four. Uh, all three singles, so not, not, nothing, you know, not, no, no huge power stroke, but nevertheless, Dylan Carlson with a three-hit night, and that is impressive. So outside of that, here, here's, what, here's what the Cardinals scored. They, they had the two home runs, like I've already talked about, in um, Edmund and Paul DeYoung. They scored on a Yadier Molina fielder's choice is what it ended up being called that could have been called in there, could have been called a hit one way or the other. Um, and a run scores there. Harrison Bader singles on a little bloop base hit to center field. I'll talk about Bader just a little bit more in a moment. So the Cardinals do get two more runs out of that. They do get eight hits. You'd like to see more than that. But Paul Goldschmidt, their three-place hitter, 0 for 4. Nolan Arenado, their fourth-place hitter, 0 for 3. Yadier Molina, their fifth-place hitter, 0 for 4. That, that just simply cannot happen. You cannot have your middle of the lineup do that. And yes, Yadier Molina is 7 for his last 24 with a 292 average. You know what his slugging percentage is? 292. He doesn't have an extra base hit. You know what he's hitting in his last 15 games? 236. You know how many slugging, what his slugging percentage is? 236. I mean, he doesn't have any extra base hits. You can't have your fifth place hitter not have that many extra base hits. Nolan Arenado, also in a slump in the last week. Six for his last 27. Does have two home runs in there, so his slugging percentage up to 41. Paul Goldschmidt, also struggling slightly. Seven for 27 as well. 259, slugging 370. Not a lot of power coming there. Dylan Carlson, however, in his last week of worth of games, 9 for 27, up to 333 batting average, 481 slugging, a home run in there. We're going to go ahead and widen it out a little bit. His last 15 games, 271, 333, 338 on base, and 475 slugging. So Dylan Carlson starting to turn it around a little bit and get on a hot streak. Meanwhile, you have your three through five hitters go hitless against the Pittsburgh Pirates last night. Simply can't happen. Tyler O'Neill was a late scratch uh, due to recovery from his second COVID-19 vaccine shots. Hopefully he is back and ready to go uh, today. But I can guarantee you that Yadier Molina is going to be back in there ready to go as well because he is going to start with Adam Wainwright. Uh, I believe it's start 298, maybe 297. I could be wrong. We'll find out tomorrow. Uh, But but the start for for the battery mates there, they're they're not going to – sit Yandy when Wainwright is pitching. That has been evident this season. So that would lead me to believe that Andrew Kisner gets the ball, or gets the start on Thursday because it's a day game after a night game, but who knows. Bottom line is this team needs some offensive improvements, and they need some guys to get going. They need Paul Goldschmidt to get going. They need Nolan Arnauto to get going. This team offensively has some names in the lineup. The two that I just mentioned. Tyler O'Neill is making a name for himself. Dylan Carlson is making a name for himself. They're making names for themselves, but they're just not performing right now. There's a 
solid night offensively overall, but you can't have 3-4-5 go a combined 0-for-11 with a walk. Especially against, and again, no disrespect, but especially against the Pittsburgh Pirates. And you look at it, the Cardinals were also 1-for-8 with runners in scoring position and 6 runners left on base. So yeah, they, they, they had a dominating win, a convincing win, 4-1, to one, no doubt about it. Only gave up one hit that was a home run in the fourth inning. Outside of that, they walked three and had an error. That was a drop foul by, by Paul Goldschmidt. Dominating win, no, no doubt about it. But you, you still see, even in a dominating win, you still see some holes that need to be fixed. Two of them, in my opinion, Goldschmidt and Arnauto, are just two guys that are struggling. And another one that Yadier Molina cannot be hitting fifth. Just simply cannot be hitting fifth. Even if you want to argue to me that, that he should be starting, he needs to be hitting sixth, seventh. Maybe even, maybe not eighth, depending on who's in the lineup. But six, seven, eight is where Molina needs to be playing if he's going to be starting. And they talked about this a little bit on the broadcast as I close out my recap of the offense. Paul Goldschmidt, if he has a monster day, it's going to be because he went over four with two strikeouts today, popped out in foul territory, and committed an error. I think that Paul Goldschmidt is going to come back with an absolute vengeance today, and I think that he has a monster day on Wednesday. That's a bold prediction. That is my bold prediction. So, nevertheless, that's going to do it for the offensive breakdown. Jack Flaherty is officially coming back on Thursday, or not on Thursday, on Friday. The Cardinals announced he would not start in Pittsburgh, but he will start in Kansas City, and his return is huge. Talked about it a little bit on yesterday's show. Going to talk about it a little bit more on today's show, as well as um, talk about the game that's happening tonight as Edelman gets the ball, and do my final thought on today's game. All that more coming up in just a moment. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar on the market. They've got nine incredible flavors, and if you don't know them, well, you're missing out. They've got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate, and including occasional limited-time flavors. There's something for everyone. What's even better than that, they're all covered 100% in chocolate. And I love my chocolate, and that's why my favorite flavor is double chocolate. If you haven't heard of all the flavors, that's okay. Get yourself a mixed box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors to taste. They've got something for everyone. And they're not only the best tasting protein bars on the market, they're also healthy as well. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only 4 to 5 grams of sugar. 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors. All tasty. All healthy. So order today. Get the double chocolate. Get the strawberry, the orange, the cherry barcia, the raspberry, whatever you'd like. Go ahead and order it. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Isn't that neat? So order now. What are you waiting for? Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Once again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at Built.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. We've got playoffs just around the corner. You can track all the action at Bet Online. You get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, whether it's Major League Baseball, the NFL preseason is starting, NBA Summer League action, college football is coming, UFC, MMA, golf, all of it. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams are prepping for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by entering the promo code LOCKEDON. That is L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, 
Locked On gets you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Adam Wainwright gets the ball tonight for the St. Louis Cardinals as they will go for a series win in Pittsburgh, hopefully uh, gearing up for a series sweep on uh, Thursday. Nevertheless, talked about it a little uh, pretty in-depth on yesterday's show, but Adam Wainwright looks to give the Cardinals a chance to win once again because he's done that pretty much every single time out. Uh, And the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, will, will send up Right-hander Will Crow, three and six with a 5.47 ERA, 71 punchouts in those 75 and two-thirds of an inning. His last seven starts, 4.37 ERA, 35 innings pitched, a WHIP of 1.54. Just his second career in their second year in the major leagues, and home runs have been an issue. Gave up five in just eight and a third innings last year. Has given up 18 in 75 and two-thirds of an inning this year. 46 earned runs, 50 runs overall. Opponents hitting 273 against him this season, a whip of 156. Did not have good numbers. Uh, last year, 11.88 ERA in three starts. He is ranked as the Pittsburgh Pirates' number 23rd prospect when you go to his baseball savant page. Uh, but nevertheless, the Cardinals will look to continue the theme of hitting home runs against Will Crow. He has not been able to keep the ball in the ballpark very well. So hopefully the Cardinals can take advantage of that. Hopefully with Tyler Broneal coming back in the lineup, that that will help a ton because Tyler Broneal has some home run power. Hopefully he makes it back into the lineup uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals. He is 2-for-4 in his career against Will Crow. You just look at the lineup. Three Cardinals have home runs in their career against Crow. Dylan Carlson has one and six at-bats. Harrison Bader has one and two at-bats. And Nolan Arnauto has one in five at-bats. So good stuff for the Cardinals against Will Crow. And Adam Wainwright, you all know what Adam Wainwright's going to bring. He's going to bring that curveball. He's going to bring a pretty good sinker. He's going to bring an okay cutter. Change it to keep hitters off balance. Adam Wainwright, I have no doubt in my mind, will give the Cardinals a chance to win tonight. Because he has done so pretty much every start, like I mentioned, since the May start against San Diego. Every other start, he has given his team a chance to win. That is pretty remarkable, especially in today's age with, with so much tape and however, whatever, so, so much tape on, on a player and everything of that nature that Adam Wainwright, who has been pitching for so long in this league, still finds a way to get batters out. It is 100% a testament to the type of person Adam Wainwright is and the type of competitor and the type of preparation he puts into each and every one of his starts. And someone that is also going to be put a lot of preparation into his start on Friday will be Jack Flaherty. He has officially been named the Cardinals starter for Friday's game against Kansas City. Uh, Wade DeBlanc will start on Thursday. But I'm really, really looking forward to Jack Flaherty's return to the mound against Kansas City. Kind of sad it's not in Bush to start. But nevertheless, Jack Flaherty gets the ball. Talked about it yesterday. This is a team getting an ace back. Not only an ace in his name, but an ace in how he was performing. He was had a 2-9 ERA. ERA plus was well over 100. 8-1, 67 strikeouts. He was pitching very well 
on track, in my opinion, to be an all-star if he had not gotten hurt. And I think that what, something that might have been playing into the decision to delay him uh, a day is that now he does not have to swing the bat, as the Cardinals will be in Kansas City, uh, Kauffman Stadium, and the DH will be in effect, so Jack Flaherty will at least get one start out of the way without having to swing a bat. And getting an ace back, I don't care what type of position your team is in, getting an ace back is huge for, for, for any team in, in any position especially for one of the Cardinals that depends so much on pitching to get an ace back is going to be a huge boost to this St. Louis Cardinals team. Will it propel them to the playoffs? Probably not, but nevertheless, really excited to see Jack Flaherty go out there and compete on Friday, hoping that there's no limit or anything of that nature. Um, but hope, hopefully he's just ready to go on Friday. And then on Thursday, Wade LeBlanc has been named the starter, 0-2 with a 4-0-2 ERA, but he has been very solid as a St. Louis Cardinal this year. Um, his, his last seven starts, he's got a 2.94 ERA. When you have a 2.94 ERA, you know you're, you're pretty solid. Coming off a very solid start, six innings toward against the Atlanta Braves. Before that, five and a third, one earned against the Minnesota Twins. So he's on a roll. He'll be looking to continue that role tomorrow uh, after Adam Wainwright con- looks to continue his role tonight. So that's going to just about do it for today's show. Uh, now that you've listened to today's show, be sure to head over to Locked on Bets and listen to uh, how you can win some money by betting on sports. And be sure to hit the link tree in the uh, bio of any of the, one of the social media accounts that is associated with Locked on Cardinals. Twitter at LJFastball. Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. And with every show I post also is the link tree there on Twitter. Subscribe to the YouTube channel because the first YouTube episode is dropping this Friday. Very excited for it. Hope that you guys uh, come along for the journey, uh, for the YouTube journey that's going to be very, very exciting throughout the rest of this season. But uh, hopefully the Adam Wainwright can get a win in Pittsburgh tonight, and I'll be sure to come back to you guys. Uh, Thursday's episode will be released after the game on Thursday. So there are no morning episode on Thursday. It's going to be released after the conclusion of the game since, it's, since it is a little bit of an earlier start, 11 um, Central, um, and I'll be traveling as well. So late release on Thursday, but I still cannot wait to talk to you guys again. And until I talk to you guys again, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic day.